0: Breaking. Brain Kitty Podcast episode
1: 356.
0: Yes. Hi, three fifty-six. Yes. Three, five, six. How are
1: Hi, you? <laughs> I am doing really well. Oh, I'm doing super well because guess what's almost done? What? My house. Ooh, it's coming along. I have it almost all if I just ignore the mess that's in the garage, because I haven't in my garage sale yet, so it's just full. Yeah. But I almost have like I did the hanging of the shelves, I wow. put up photos. I um, got print pictures, ordered pictures to go in the frames, like you know, because can't, well, I gotta get new photos. Or my yeah. I, I have our wedding photos on the wall? Right. <laughs> gotta get new ones. It's such a production. Yeah, it really is. So I've also along the way been making little videos that I've been storing of like little sort of Instagram stories of how I do things, like hang a wall really easily. Really. And
0: so get ready for those. Do you think people would like those? I do. I think yeah. people like seeing you be handy also just in general. And they're like
1: good tips like how to hang a perfectly straight shelf using your lipstick as a guide.
0: Wow. See, yes, yes this is what we are all here for.
1: Okay, good. I'm yeah, here for that. Yeah, that's really
0: then. fun. Cool. I'm happy for you. So it's starting to feel like home? It's starting to feel like home. The one
1: thing I'm missing is my TVs are getting hung uh later this evening mm-hmm. and uh the one thing I'm uh, missing is a table, like a dining table, which is Oh. Yeah, but my dining table goes outside. Oh, right, right, right. Cuz I got that outdoor indoor thing going, so yeah. I don't have an indoor dining table. I just have an outdoor one, but I got to find a dining table. It feels weird.
0: When we first to not have one. today, you were saying you did not get custody of the toaster as well.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> So, so, I've almost burnt down my house like four times. That's not true. That's not true at all. Just like once. But also, the not true. It did not almost burn down. Just let the record show.
0: Sarah almost burnt down her house a few days ago by making macaroni and cheese, which is the best story ever. Well, that
1: was different. That was just me being like, I was so tired. Yeah. And- and I just fell asleep when the water was, when the stuff was already in there. I mean, I set it the happens. Alexa alarm too. You know, that's what my mom said too. I've literally never done that in my life. Yeah. And I was so like, oh my God, I, I was so hard on myself. Why do I do these right. things? Right. I'm
0: sensing that even now. And I'm, I'm so like- hard. And my mom
1: was like, we've all been there. Who cares? You're fi- Everything's fine. And I'm like, well, I don't know why it made me feel like... And then I was like, oh, well, that was like my worst case scenario of something happening and everything's fine. I think that was more it. I was anxious about, I'm anxious about fire related stuff. And the idea that might like, what if my house caught on fire? It's like, that's freaking me out more, but it didn't. So I should be fine.
0: This is probably a coincidence, but that happened to me one time as well. And it was right after I got a divorce. (gasps) Oh! No, oh, it's how not a coincidence.
1: Is it's because I'm telling you. It's yeah. Remember how I was saying a few episodes ago that my embarrassing moments happen when I'm living in my head. Yeah. This is what's going on. It's like you're, I'm stressed about you know whatever. I got just a, I got a bunch of like you know stuff going on right now. Yeah. I'm handling it, but you know, thing I forget about. Yeah, is every is once the in a while you might stove. burn
0: some macaroni. No big deal, right.
1: You know. So there was that, and the other ones are because I don't have a toaster, because I keep wanting to make, I like a bagel in the morning, so sue me. And uh,
0: (laughs) nobody's judging you.
1: No, I'm kidding. That's just, you know, you know, Michael Scott, when he burns his foot on the George Foreman girl, when he makes bacon and he goes, I like the smell of bacon in the morning. So sue me. (laughs) Right. Um, so I keep setting the toaster at like different, like trial and error. Maybe it's good at 350. Maybe it's good at on broil to try to get the perfect toast. It doesn't work. You just can't do it.
0: You can't really? toast in
1: the oven. Well, I can't because then I end up leaving. There's no, I don't know the time.
0: Yeah. You should go ahead and
1: Google that. <laughs> well, or I, I, I'm going to go out today and I'm going to buy a GD toaster. Well, right. Or you could do that. <laughs> <laughs> one or the other. I mean, I think I need that one. Uh, so I just got to get. You don't I've never owned a toaster toaster though.
0: Oh, really? What do you I've have? Only a toaster owned a Yeah. Yeah. My whole life.
1: Stuff. I've never had a toaster. And then when I saw you, cause don't you have a toaster? Yeah. Yeah. When I see people using them, I'm like, huh? <laughs> never had one of those. Is Sarah, it worth it? Is well, it on principle a... or what? No, it's because we've always had a toaster oven. One of those little, like, but is why? there a reason? I don't know. Cause that's just what I grew up with. Huh. so strange. We've... I know. But now like, is there, what's the perk? Should I, do I need a convection oven? Do I need a toaster oven? What do you do when you need to reheat up French
0: fries? I think most people would put those in the microwave or... Ugh. um, Yeah. So they're Uh, real good in a toaster oven? Is that what you tell me? I mean, how often are you reheating French fries though? Well, every time I eat French fries, because I'm never (laughs) eating food hot.
1: I'm so ADD. I just... I, I, I can't remember the last time... Uh, well, actually I can. Do we happen to have HelloFresh as a sponsor? Because I had HelloFresh meal <laughs> a few nights ago that I ate piping hot because it was so delicious. But uh, no, I can't remember the last time we ha- I had like I actually ate the food as soon as I make it. It always end up getting cold because I get distracted and do another project. It's real you bad. You have
0: a funny habit of like, you'll order to go, but then you go pick it up. Well, yeah. What do you mean? That's like, what you do. I think most people have it delivered these days. Well, like we always are talking about postmates and stuff and then I always find that you forget and then you like just I think it's cuz you're running around anyway I am. and then you take it home with you. That's totally it. Okay. I am, I I
1: mean, I'm always on the you're go. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget about that. There isn't a single day where I don't hit all of like close my rings on my you know, oh Apple God. watch activity thing. And I, I could be in my own house and I'll still do it.
0: Yeah. Yes. I always forget about this. Cause I'm picturing you like leaving your house and going to get it and bringing no. it back. Okay. I would,
1: I'm never even home.
0: All right. Stop and, yelling at me. I know. I had an ex who called me the Energizer bunny. Yeah. I see and then that. another
1: ex who called it. Oh, she's in go mode.
0: Yeah, you are. You I are. know. You and Landon's, one of Landon's up. biggest
1: complaints was that I didn't eat the food right when he made it.
0: Right, because you're doing I other prob- things.
1: I should probably work on that. Please.
0: Are you one of those people that... How are you with exes? What's your deal? I mean,
1: I'm... Go- oh, like, I don't talk to them. I kind of... I've just, never kept yes, in touch. Because I'm
0: always like, whatever happened to so-and-so? And you're like, never. I don't know. I have no... in. Uh, yeah, because
1: I feel like okay. what's... When I... Oh, gosh, this is going to sound harsh to my exes. But when when it's done, it's yeah. done. You know, there's not... A, there's not I think I, this, the same, you know, it's, everything is almost like imagination, mm-hmm. you know? It sounds kind of silly to say it this way, but. I imagine the kind of life that I was going to have with them and I paint, you know, the whole picture, which is why it can feel so intense or it does feel so intense when it ends and it's so devastating because that image that I've created is so rich and is so like well thought out and developed and then that kind of goes away. But once it goes away, I've put so much work and effort into creating it. I'm not going to put that time and effort into then creating it in my head again i'm creating mm. something new and different so it's not i don't have the feelings of like them as being part of that future that i've new future i've envisioned for myself does that oh. make sense
0: it does make sense i'm not like that so it's hard to understand but i get it and once the door yeah i'm pretty good at not looking in the rearview mirror
1: in oh, life you're in general. lucky
0: my god that is there's a been too
1: much i feel like you miss the stuff in front of you I mean I, hmm. that didn't mean to sound so like philosophical, but or yeah. like whatever. But that's totally what I feel, and kind of how I've. And now that I, I say it, I've never really put, realized that that's how I am until this moment.
0: Huh. Yeah, because you deep. will mention people from your past, and I always want the follow up of where they are now. Yeah, no idea. And you never know, unless I curious. run into them in my pajamas in the <laughs>
1: d- Home Depot <laughs> for Christ's sake. That's, that, that probably is why. Oh, I got to be better at, like, I don't know, getting my, I don't know, changing out of stained sweatpants before I leave the house. (laughs) Or not, whatevs, who cares? Live your life.
0: No matter what you're wearing, you should give this new game a try. It is so fun, called Best Fiends, Mm -hmm. and it's an app uh, on your phone where you can do exciting puzzle games, which we freaking love. Duh. And you don't have to have the internet to play, which is great. Because Sarah plays Airplains. all these games right on mm-hmm. when she travels. And now mm-hmm. she has my son playing these games. Oh, my God. Your Excuse me. Your son has <laughs> me playing these games. Let the record show. <laughs> this Best Fiends is a casual game for anyone to play. It's made for adults. And you can spend as much time or as little time as you'd like in the game. And it's just a fun way to pass the time. It's challenging. And... You know, it's one of those things where it'll suck you right in and you're going to have so much fun doing it. And you engage your brain with puzzles. It's like our show, but in a game form.
1: I love, I give myself, back when I was in grad school, thank God I'm not doing that now. I used to give myself brain breaks with little games. And this is perfect for a brain break where you can also still use your brain
0: yes that's such a good point we yeah. all need little brain breaks engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters five-star rated mobile puzzle game on the app store um, apple and google play download free on the apple app store or google play that's friends without the r best fiends um hmm. and uh you will love it best fiends it's a plan yeah it gets a Yeah. uh cool Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, so I had this sheet. Yeah. Let me read it to you. Okay. It was, I found it on my phone. I must have saved it from something. A predator's glossary of coded female disparagement. The words men use to undermine women in the workplace.
1: God. I thought this
0: was fun.
2: Because,
1: like, I love when... We have different definitions of fun, but I'll...
0: (laughs) Oh, I, I have good fun sort of codifying... The behavior of men. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and being gosh. like, oh, here's the what they're doing. Now you can watch for it.
1: Okay, okay, good. That's a good spin on it. I'm like, yes. oh god, it was just I felt like the thing in the pit of my stomach again. Okay, okay, here we go.
0: Big personality.
1: That's oh what say.
0: my <laughs> god! <laughs> She's into it. This is what I get all the time. Yes, right. What do you think they mean when they say it to you? In I'm fucking case. annoying. <laughs> fucking- It says that, frankly, you're a little too loud for their liking. There you go. Right? This is me. I live in this. Okay. Wow. Way to start. Way to kick it off like that, (laughs) Suz. Keep them coming. This just became fun for me, too. Well, this one we all know bossy. Well, yeah. Constantly giving orders and following up on deadlines has a few more degrees than you, and the nerve to occupy a higher oh. rung on the organizational. Chart. How
1: dare she! How dare oh. she!
0: Get back down there you belong, ladies. <laughs> the next one is cold, which means you're mm. in a relationship and possibly a lesbian. <laughs> oh my
1: God, Sue! This is so fun. Right. I thought this was going to make me sad, but I don't know why. This <laughs> makes me so happy. I love exposing their shitty behavior. Uh Uh-huh. And then I get to call it out because like I am – when I'm in one of those moods, I will totally be like, oh, do you mean she's in a relationship or you think she's a lesbian? Yeah, she's not attracted to you. Yeah. Oh, you mean she's not attracted
0: to you? She won't give you a BJ when (laughs) – They will say we are critical, which means Mm. that we demonstrate a tendency to ask follow-up questions. (laughs) Oh, my
1: God. Basically.
0: Uh, you're no, difficult And it's to work questioning
1: with. their, if, you know, like going, maybe they're not the ones who know all the answers and that they feel challenged by that. So well, of and course, if you're
0: asking things of them, then you're critical of them. It's not just that you're curious or want some more information. You're, they feel it's, oh, you're criticizing. Oh, personally them. attacked. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Goodness gracious.
0: Difficult to work with. For some reason, uh, we don't tolerate being interrupted sometimes we express ourselves without regard for the self-esteem of our male interlocutors uh-huh uh flighty uh once changed her mind (laughs) (laughs) hard to read
1: who wrote this it's by emma carmichael emma carmichael is funny she would be a brain
0: candy brainiac Emma, if you're listening, send her a pin. We love, I love you. Hard to read. After showing what appeared to be fleeting interest in your uh-huh. advances, oddly and abruptly said she had to go home. Never talks about her sexual history, despite repeated oh prodding, god. but now seems to have significant other, probably a lesbian. Oh my god, this is great. That's hilarious. I mean, and it's just true. I mean, I've heard most of these about uh-huh. myself.
1: The first I, one is like, I get that. Oh, she has a big personality. This is. Oh my god. What That's about- exactly what that is. And now I'm so pissed because in my mind, I like took it as a compliment.
0: Right. So, well, oh. right. Yeah. Well, what do you think about this one? Work wife. I don't like that. I don't Why? like that phrase at all. Yeah.
1: I hate it. In
0: fact, this has, it says it's, you are amenable to daily flirtation and collegial banter, once caught her typing, ugh, he's here again, in Gchat window, but she was probably talking about someone else. So, Oh, my God, that's great. Anybody who does it is the... Yeah, I get it. I mean, we all know these women that are, like, work wives. And, like, sometimes it is really just cute and fun, but sometimes it's like, hmm. Here's why I don't like that. Because the,
1: rarely, even when you say work husband, that mm-hmm. doesn't sound right. What it is, is it's saying that... But to me, what it sounds like is it's a female that's at the male's disposal to, like... Stroke it, their ego. Ca- yes, or catering to the male in these specific ways. hmm Uh-huh. I am not a fan. I may have some personal feelings about this that are coming out <laughs> a little strong that I can't help. But... Yeah. Yeah, I'm not big into that phrase at all. Yeah, I'm not... I think we could get rid of that. Because it's just, like... Like you can, I don't know, flirt flirt with a girl or whatever. That's fine. But the phrase, I just feel like it takes- Like she's meeting his needs. Yes, that's Mm -hmm. it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And because that's how the male sees it. He's, I would love to say, why is she your work wife? Yes. What are the the attributes that remind you of your wife that are similar in these two scenarios? Yeah. And I guarantee you they're rarely in a position, they wouldn't answer- anything like building that it, it wouldn't be what you'd want a husband to say about a wife.
0: It's funny though. Cause I know people that engage in that and they seem really nice and I get it, but like, second- I would
1: be curious. I'd be curious to see what somebody who says, Oh yeah, that's my work wife. Like what are the, what are the, what, and maybe it's different for everybody, but yeah. tell me what those characteristics are that they share, that we're, you know, they overlap. Well,
0: because it's only married people do it. Right. Like a single person would never say, oh, that's my work wife. Right. Because they'd be banging. Yeah. So it implies that you already have one, but you're replacing her when you're at work, kind of. I don't like it. I don't like it. Sarah doesn't like it, you guys.
1: I'll put, I'll put that on my Tinder profile. She doesn't like it. Don't use the word "work wife." Ain't nobody got no work wife.
0: There Hate you it. go. No. Uh-uh. Sarah sent me a picture of uh, the fella that she met on Tinder. Mm-hmm. I approve. Mm-hmm. He's a handsome. Susie fella. approved. Susie approved. Yeah, that's the first of many too. Hopefully. Okay. Yeah. God hopefully. willing. Fingers crossed. Let's see. You know, we've talked about this before, but like I really rely on you and your expertise to explain the ways that the human brain is so fucked up sometimes. Well, Linda. I love being asked about it. So, so there was a Florida man, you yeah. know, we're Ooh. about to hear some crazy god, everything.
1: And I don't okay. want to like call the out people in Florida, but all weird stories come from there and also you guys are terrible drivers.
0: <laughs> but she doesn't want to call you out. <laughs> Uh, just so you know. Okay, well there was I mean, a you're Florida- great humans though. <laughs> yeah, there's I'm I love sure. you. They're
1: quirky though. It's not your driving.
0: Florida man was arrested after a botched home castration <gasps> that he performed on oh! someone. Oh! oh I don't even have
1: a penis and I'm feeling I'm feeling like alien Violated. penis pain. Yeah. Pain. Yeah, like, I ha- like, yes, phantom penis pain right now. Whoa. Whoa. Tell me how this happened. Who, who signs up for
0: this shit? I'll tell you who, and this is what you're going to have to explain to me. People oh with a eunuch fetish.
1: I don't know what that is. A eunuch. Oh, e- yes. The men in back in like the medieval times where they would cut it off and yeah. they would just.
0: And there are men who okay. meet in these chat okay. rooms or whatever. And they're all into it. And this is. And the no. fun, this isn't funny, but the crazy part is that they had tried it previously, but they had to cut it sh- cut it short. <laughs> oh, stop being hilarious. I didn't mean to. They had to. Uh, you so ab- good
1: for those Freudian slips.
0: They had to abort mission because. Oh, my God. The, one, the guy that was getting it chopped off, um, he ejaculated. Oh! Okay. Yeah. So please explain. Okay. Uh, so my, this is, I am, let me. Wait, be before, per- you do, before you do, <laughs> maybe you should take a minute and think about it. And I will take a minute and tell you about something that will help you if you have high credit card balances um, and you want to lower your interest rate. The answer is Lightstream. Lightstream is a credit card consolidation loan where you can get a rate as low as 5.95% APR with autopay. They have an online application that's super easy. There's no fees and you get your money as soon as the day you apply. Um and just for our listeners, apply now and you'll get a special interest rate discount. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash brain candy, L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M.com slash brain candy subject to credit approval. Rate includes 0.50% auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply and other offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash brain candy for more information. Did you have time to think about it?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, first of all. Yeah uh, everybody has different things that, and <sighs> people don't just, you know, wake up and this is how they it is. you know, things get learned and, and they get. I would say and this let me be also perfectly clear I am not saying this as a professional in any this is my but opinion. This is, just anecdotal. this is Sarah Riggs. No letters behind her name. <laughs> yeah. So
0: Just what your I, sense
1: is as a person. Yes. My sense as a person is that they experienced, these males experienced heavy, heavy shame at an age where they were learning about their body. And they had an adult figure who either sexually abused them or shamed them for, like, I think that you can almost think of... Say you have a like a perfect storm for it. Say you have a female who was a victim of rape and she gets pregnant and she has a baby and she had did not ever and we're talking this happened 60 years ago, whatever. Mm-hmm. And she then has this baby and shames, and I'm not, of course, this is this is just a like one scenario. This is not everything that always happens. Like I want to be really clear when I'm saying this, that I'm not making any like, this is not something that happens all the time, but I can see how this could happen. And then she is so angry about that and takes out that anger on that child in some way or is abusive. And she came from an abusive home and that gets passed down. And so this this man internalizes so much feeling of hate and shame around the penis and feels like the only way to feel like himself is if it's gone or when that shame is it's like a relief for him in some way because if he feels deserving of that and i can see how that can become fixed in there do you kind of get it? get that see that kind of
0: the part that uh, i really don't get it. i mean it's hard to understand any of that but the part i really don't get is how that shame and oh, what i don't know if you call it self-loathing or what but then gets somehow crossed with sexual yeah. gratification
1: well that's the part of it feeling like a relief it feels like they're deserving of it i would almost say now this is again I don't, this is my, just my feeling and my right. interpretation. I can't stress that enough. We know you're enough. not
0: an expert on I Unix. know.
1: God, right. I'm just like, I just want, I don't know. Thinking Why would of they like,
0: seek this out though and get it? That like, it's uh, the same way cutting brings relief. Yeah.
1: And it, it feels like.
0: But are women having sense orgasms of, over that? But, but if you, if
1: I think it's like. Anything, that if you build up a desensitization to something for a certain amount, that that... And then, like I said, it's like a perfect storm. This is a very rare thing. Very, right, very rare. Right, because right, it's not right. happening all the time. This is like so rare. But there are scenarios where there are perfect storms of trauma, abuse, yeah. the right age. You know, Freud was off in a lot of things, but he was right in some in how we you know, the different times where we develop like the phallic and anal and oral stages, like mm-hmm. when we experience certain traumas at those stages, we can experience symptoms related to that like, kind of area later in life. Like they say, people who had trauma when they were learning how to control their bowels are often either Anal retentive like really tightly wound, and they hold <laughs> everything in and they like have stomach issues and constipation and all that because they never were allowed to just like in a way release and this is something that you know it it i and it, like you see it out there
0: do you think that after they accomplish it, they finish the surgery no it's never
1: none there's not it's i don't then it's what? i think that they it's I wouldn't, I think that that is, is they're acting out, this is like acting out as like a symptom. I think that the underlying root thing is, I don't think so. I think it's almost a form of like body dysmorphia. I think that what they're trying to do is fix a feeling and you can't fix a feeling with something external or something like that. I think what they would really, I think it's the same as people who, um, You know, I watched this really great Vice documentary about, I think it was, I can't remember what it was called, but it was about a guy who was living his life like as a unicorn or something crazy like that. And at first you think like, oh, wow, he's this free spirit and look at that. And then you really pull back the layers and you realize there's so much depression. There's so much identity issues. There's so much of not being accepted for who he is and he's used this like grandiose like personality and all these persona yes this persona and this way to like decorate himself where he's really hiding who he like who he truly is from the outside world Mm
2: -hmm. and he
1: needed to work on that and then he just kept on it's it i mean everything always comes down to identity like who am i am i accepted for and loved for who i am so i think that this falls into that category of like body dysmorphia but then with the sexual element i think that that has to do with maybe the timing in which this became like a fetish for them and how that lined up or who introduced it to them
0: Ugh. you know i know that they say there's nothing new under the sun and that the, there is whatever crazy thing you can think of somebody's into it or has done it, mm-hmm. but there are moments where you just think this can't be because but you, it is.
1: It's, it's hard for like time I've seen any, and I just low, I go, these are the kind of documentaries and kind of like, you know, little human interest. I don't know what you would call that. I'm more yeah. like interest in human stories. Yeah. Um, uh, like vice does a lot of them. And so I've, and, I've watched a lot of those. And uh, who else does it? Um, oh, my gosh. Who did Jennifer Aniston marry? Oh, who did Jennifer Aniston marry? Oh, ha- uh, Justin Theroux. Who's his cousin who does the documentaries? Louis Theroux. Thank you. Oh, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I knew it. A long way around We the got there. there. We got, we got there. there. Thank you. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> that should be like a game show. We could totally crush that. Um <laughs> So he does a lot of those documentaries and I could see what it always comes down to in the end is that they're suffering from identity issues, not feeling accepted, a Mm -hmm. sense of low self-worth and have depression. Yeah. And so if we just go in and work on that instead, then I, I think a lot of these are symptoms of that. Now, I'm not saying like somebody should not, you know, enjoy like dressing up as a unicorn and all that, but when that becomes your identity and you don't... You know, it's... It's worth exploring deeper and and looking at, you know, what is this person... Does this person feel accepted when they look at themselves in the mirror? Do they feel worthy of love? Do they feel worthy of... And I would imagine for these guys who are going to these lengths, the answer is no. And they think that it's going to be... Taken care of through something like this, but i i I would really put my money on they're still going to feel something missing well, now figuratively and literally uh, <laughs> that was not supposed to be a joke when they're done.
0: My God, you're right, oh, it's a lot I mean yeah. so when I write to the prison this is fascinating to me, and I love the ability to
1: talk about this right. Uh, it and, is and endlessly like, I interesting. I could talk about this for forever, really, and explore. Yeah, I why think the reason that behavior- you
0: enjoy it is the same reason I do, which is that when, like, through speaking to the murderers and criminals and people that society sees as deviant, yes, um, there, it's similar to the eunuch story in the sense that, like, I can't relate to what they've done. Mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine doing these terrible things or cutting off somebody's privates or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's just the manifestation of Correct. something I can relate to, yes. which is pain and yes. feeling like you're not enough and experiencing mm. trauma. That's the part, like if you can get past the yes. stuff, you're like, I don't get it. Then you reach the part where you're like, oh, I do get it. Totally. Yeah. And we
1: all have things that people other people would be like, well, I don't get it. Yeah, we do. We really do. If you come on, that's, and I think I'm so in, I'm just so passionate about helping people feel that acceptance. And even if I had a client who said that, all right, let's work on that. No worries. This is like, I always say that, like, no judgment zone. Like, I am the no judgment zone for. That there really is none. I can have like a strong reaction on a podcast, of course, and like feelings and everything, but I can understand at a deep level how anybody would get to any decision they make because everybody's just trying to do the best that they can and we're all just victims of our circumstances and environment and sometimes things that are far beyond our control and we have limited tools. And how on earth can we expect people to survive and thrive when we're like, here you go, you fix the whole world, and all you have is that IKEA tool that they give you
0: in the yeah, box. <laughs> right, the Allen Ridge, That's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, one way that we can help the world is to teach our kids how to be uh, smart, independent thinkers who... Um love science, technology, engineering, art and math. And one way you can do that is through the Kiwi Co. subscription box for kids. So cool. So cool. I we love sh-
1: watching the things that you make, and sometimes the photos you look more into it than Lincoln does. I mean I he looks into it, but you look thrilled.
0: I really enjoy it. We got another box that was um you make your own claw machine. Oh my gosh! Adorable. Oh.
1: Your kid and yeah. claw machines don't get me started. I know, he loves this them. This box will be way cheaper than what I <laughs> shelled out at the
0: fair when he kept wanting to t- try because he kept losing. It's such a clever uh, project, and it involves you know making the little claw, and then you make these yarn balls that then you try to grab. It's really, oh really cute. Oh, my God, cute. that's
1: so cute.
0: You can do it together, to or you can just give it to your kids for them to pass the time when they say they're bored, which they always do. They have yep. uh, boxes from kids from zero all the way up to 16-plus KiwiCo is a convenient, affordable way to encourage your children to be anything they want to be. There's no commitment. You can cancel any time. Monthly options start at 19.95 per month, including shipping. For our listeners, go to kiwico.com slash braincandy to get your first month for free. Every day counts when it comes to making a difference, so don't miss out on the amazing opportunity. Again, go to kiwico.com slash braincandy. Get your first month free. That's kiwico.com slash braincandy.
1: So I got a kind of a philosophical question for you. Okay. My aunt sent me this um this article a while back that she in some magazine that was uh about one of the writers from the show the a good the good place, you know that yeah. show. Yeah. It was talking about um uh she she worked she's a UCLA like philosophy professor and she worked as a consultant on the show and the show is all about like you know heaven hell or the afterlife or whatever yeah. but on the show they dealt with the trolley problem. You know the trolley problem? No. The trolley scenario? I do not. So, okay, so let me read this to you cuz I would love to hear what you would say. So, picture this, you see a train steaming straight towards five people who are tied to the track. By your side there's a lever that can divert the speeding train onto another track. However, on the second track there's oh, yeah, one person yeah. tied up. Would you pull the lever and actively kill someone to save the lives of five other people?
0: Yeah, right. I did I have heard this dilemma. What would you do? Yeah, I got to save more people.
1: You got So, 66% of people in this in, in a recent study, they gathered up like researchers took 200 people and they did this, but they first asked him to do it in a hypothetical. Um, so this is how it was a little bit different in this one, which I thought was interesting. They first asked him to do it hypothetically, just like the story that I read to you. And sixty-six percent of people would press the button and like be like, "We'll kill just the yeah, one." Yeah, yeah. So then the researchers would like, would they do this in real life though? Because like hypothetically,
0: in this just, hypothetical, like do we know for sure that it's like? All the that people are all going to die. Yeah. No, we don't. Oh, right. That's it. It could. That
1: I think that's how it, that's how it goes. It's like you well, don't know it I could would. crash, and but they could all die. Oh man. Right. So okay. it's like kill one to save, definitely save five, or let one live and then maybe kill three. Maybe it gets in an uh. accident. Maybe kill two. Maybe they all. What's okay? You know, what do you do? So these scientists used mice, which I, first of all, thought oh was pretty fucked
0: up.
1: <laughs> and they, they were like, when the chips were down and the real mice were in front of them, 84% of people chose to press the button and actively zap the one mouse. Hmm. So when it really came down to it, most people would just kill the one person.
0: I'm surprised. I thought
1: you were going to say the I opposite. I know. That's why the study was so interesting because that's what you think. You'd think. You think you wouldn't do it. Yeah. But then I wonder, like, so, and they were interested in researching this too because of uh, uh, self-driving cars. That maybe this is a scenario mm-hmm. that may actually come up, and like, do and should we, have we to train? Pick. Yes, and should we train a computer to make that decision based on what the majority of the population like? You know,
0: right. It, this is a real dilemma, because, right. and this is kind of along the same lines of how. You know, most people say that the golden rule is sort of the litmus test for morality. The the golden Mm -hmm. rule crosses all religions, et cetera. But we've talked about this before, that it's not always clear. Good point. You you know, let's say you let someone out in traffic. Well, then you've been kind to that person, but you've screwed the people behind you. So it's hard to know what the correct answer is in the ethical this uh,
1: This article said, for example, if someone ran into the road, should a driverless car swerve out of their way, causing a massive pileup right. of multiple cars and potentially killing the driver and passenger, or just actively decide to carry on hit the pedestrian in the road <laughs> right. what like that i don't know this is yeah. the, and it says, of course there's no correct answer but and why it made for such a good why like, people love that show the good place because it And it said, the end of the article that my aunt sent me said, as it turns out, this is sitcom gold, like to wrestle with these big philosophical questions. And I think what a good idea to have a philosopher. Uh, What's happening? Are we like uh, dump trucks uh, in the background? Where? Do you hear beeping? No. Wow. I do. Real loud. Well, it's okay. Oh, that's fun. Okay, well, that'll just be a nice little sound for us to share in the background, anybody who hears that. Um, so, yeah, so now I don't remember what I was saying. Oh, just no. You said
0: it's good that they have a philosopher working. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, I thought that was really interesting that they used a philosopher to be a consultant on a TV show. And I like that, um, you know, now if only those reality TV shows can wise up and use a therapist as a consultant on there.
0: Yes, Sarah. Oh, I keep thinking
1: about you this. You know what? You just kind of gave me an idea for another job. I did? Well, I don't know. This did. <laughs> why Why wouldn't they need therapist consulting on uh, other things where there's
0: Well, yeah, that's how that... On- um, well, I guess Lori Gottlieb, she kind of does that, or at least she used to be a consultant. Maybe she did that before she was a therapist. But yeah, hmm. it seems like definitely... Oh, right, right, right. Yes. Ah, fun. Yeah, get yourself an agent. I should. I mean- how
1: funny, an agent to be a therapist.
0: For real, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Oh, I heard this is like something I would actually talk to you about in real life, but I'll just mm. do it now because it's on my mind. Yeah, right. I was it's reading one of those about these. Uh, this therapist that hosts, um, I guess it's like a one-day conference for first responders, <gasps> and I think she does it so that then they become her clients. Like it's a way of outreach and getting more oh, clients. Oh, so
1: smart, Suze. Well, this is so like you know what do we call it uh serendipitous or what's the word synchronicity like all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. because i was just yesterday having a conversation with my friend dave telling him because he's the first responder and i was saying um can you please get me in so that i can do this because i really want to work with yeah. that population and mm-hmm. i just asked him this yesterday
0: see i think that's part of your future i i think
1: you're right yeah. Oh, my God. I totally think you're right, Suze. And maybe that Willie Nelson fortune was right about that, too, because I think armed forces almost falls into the same category.
0: You know, what, I, I do Nelson's work real close right. to Camp Pendleton. See?
1: I, I, I am real close. Oh, my God. I love this. This is totally like a not podcast combo, absolutely. but welcome to our
0: world, people. This is what we talk about. Willie Nelson and I are your life coach.
1: That's right. I mean, that's really all I need. <laughs> That's all anyone needs. Remember when, we, when Adam brought up to me, I think it was either Adam or you, who brought up to me the hilarious uh, uh, item at the Willie Nelson Museum that was the pot holder that yes. was in the shape of a pot leaf? I should have bought that. That was I'm funny. really
0: mad that I didn't buy that thing.
1: That was real funny.
0: So good. I just um, like a good pun. <laughs> Potholder, get it? Yes. I it took
1: me a sec, too, and then I laughed a lot, which is <clears> like my favorite kind. It uh, probably took me a sec because of the pot.
0: I want to tell you a, a study about sex appeal.
1: Oh,
0: um, lay it and on And about me. how it, you would think like attraction and sex appeal would just be, here's my type. This is what I'm into. But mm. study found something different. So 1st i we'll talk about something else that's sexy, which oh. are Rothy's shoes. Yes. They come in four different styles. I wear the sneakers. Sarah has the point. They have loafers. Really cool, playful designs, tons of colors to choose from if you want to look polished and professional, also comfortable, right?
1: Yes, please. When you're walking
0: around, you want to be stylish, but you don't want to have blisters. And so Rothy's are the perfect flats for life on the go, and they're made from recycled plastic water bottles. Come on.
1: I wonder what they're up to, because remember last time when I told you how many millions it was? You were like shocked. It was like... Something 25 insane. 25
0: million water bottles.
1: Jeez. It's so
0: cool. Check so out cool. all their amazing styles available right now at rothys.com slash brain candy. Go to rothys.com. That's rothy dot com slash brain candy to get your new favorite flats. Comfort style, sustainability. There are the shoes you've been waiting for. Head to rothys.com slash brain candy today and they have them for women and girls. Um, okay. So the study said yeah. that... If you're looking to hook up... Which I am.
2: (laughs) Go on. Your
0: preferences will be different than if you're looking for, like, a long-term thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, like, facial scars Mm. women are into for short-term. Well, I know what this is. (laughs) Yeah, okay, go ahead. And women find men more attractive when... um, Oh, this is another thing. Women find men more attractive when the woman is eating something spicy,
1: too. Women? Wait. Whoa, whoa. Women find men more attractive when they're eating something spicy.
0: Oh, that's the transfer of arousal thing. So if you're eating something spicy and you're on a date, you think yes. the guy across from you is sexier.
1: This is totally transfer of arousal because our bodies, it's the exact same thing as as going being excited on a first date and going skydiving. Any form of arousal. This See, our, we could trick our brains to do freaking anything. We're That's so much makes more me powerful. Crazy. No, it should make you excited because we have all that power. We just have to learn how to harness it. Remember how I was saying it's like having one tool? That's like having... We're like getting a level and a power saw and mm-hmm. a wrench. This is those are all good tools that you can use to find cuz that's it, man. Oh, I love this. And, and as then, somebody who's going to be going on first dates, I am yeah. going to be like, "We're going to be going skydiving then to Mexican food. How do you feel?"
0: Funnily enough, though, the women looking for long-term tend to like men with beards, and the guy that you send a picture of had a beard, so maybe... Oh, that's interesting. I was also listening to NPR, and they were talking
1: about a study where children found men with the beards the least trusting. <laughs> wonder why. Yeah, they had to choose like whether it was like this little, they set up a little scenario where they would like go on an adventure quest and meet people along the way. And then they had to rank like who they would tr- trust to like take them down each path. And the ones with the beards were, I think it has something to do with children learning how to read faces and expressions yeah. and a beard hiding that.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: But I just thought that was interesting that children find, women find them very attractive and children find them scary. very scary.
0: I guess that makes sense.
1: Which makes no sense with Santa. And, but oh, also yeah. sense with just why
0: they get scared on his lap. Oh my God.
1: That is the worst. So like none of this was in the article. I've just added all that. Uh, and the, <laughs> the Santa Claus. The Santa
0: bit that, yes. The
1: Santa Claus. <laughs> oh God, we're good. Okay. So yes, back
0: to our, tell me what else? Well, and this is obvious, but it just said that having one drink makes you more attractive to your to whoever you're out with, but more than that, less so. Got it. Yeah. So that's good. One.
1: I'm going to be like, well, this is a a lot of my, some, well, not all of my, but I got really good advice that has all been very helpful. Well, I mean, it got me married once. Uh, it, from the show Millionaire Matchmaker.
0: What did you learn?
1: Two drink minimum. Minimum? No, to, or maximum. Okay. That two, I'm, I'm thinking clubs at the comedy clubs. Two yeah. drinks ma- two drink maximum. And you're so funny. Minimum? No. <laughs> two drink maximum. No sex before monogamy and whoa, no whoa, moving whoa, in whoa. until, well, that's like if you want long-term commitment and I totally why? agree with that. Yeah. I agree. I'm, f- I'm for that. Tell me why. Oh, I just think that you don't have a lot of opportunities to enjoy. It's almost like this is going to sound like a silly analogy, but it's like when you see a little kid that wants to grow up too fast and you're like, no, no, you're missing the best part, which is like Mm -hmm. the childhood and like enjoy every moment and the youth is wasted on the young. Like it feels kind of like you only get this one magical time in your relationship to have those feelings of longing and desire and like built up, you know. Uh, uh, anticipation of all that fun stuff and like the kisses mean so much because you haven't had all the other stuff and you're just like longing for it and why not stretch that out and really i think when you do it builds up the you're almost building a like in a way a chemical addiction to that person because Mm -hmm. those feelings give you all those good quarters all that good you know Whoa, gosh, I'm getting all choked up thinking about it. Woo, um, all that good, you know, all that good stuff that's going on. So I like building that up. I think that's like the exciting moments. But if the person isn't something that I'm interested, somebody that I'm interested in, like long term, or I'm like not in a place where I just would like to go out and have some physical fun, then I you can almost manufacture that by going to the physical places real fast.
0: Oh wow!
1: So it's like, would you like a slow drip or would you just like a, a we're going to rocket ship to get there, but the ride's going to be short versus the long ride. Are we sure, though? Yeah, for me, I am. The other one I agree on is no cohabitation before marriage or engagement. Why? I just think it's better. I think in, in the long term, it's better if you just save that, you know, for. I don't know. I just. I mean,
0: I agree. For, but I'm for, just curious. Yeah.
1: And and statistically, like looking at like studies on on marital success and happy marriages and things like that, that's what it shows.
0: Yeah, I've always been a real fast marrier, so yeah, yeah. I don't really relate to like let's move in and like see what happens.
1: Right. Yeah, I'm not because what it does is it is better for the woman or it's. A better situation for the man and a worse situation for the woman. Right. That's what it always says because we gain, it's just like everybody who's married said, oh, I got a third child or I got another, you know, I got a second child because they, it becomes a, we become a, a benefit to their lives, but often we, it can add some chores for us.
0: Yeah, right. So, are not but, for that.
1: And women get excited about it because it, in our minds, we think it's going to propel the relationship forward to the next step, where for men it can often be almost the other. They're looking at it as a trial run, and we're looking at it as a step towards commitment. We have different in like uh, uh, um, intentions, sort of. Mm-hmm. In,
0: I had a friend who had this policy, and she said that, she refused to take a shower in someone's shit cloud until he Correct. proposed and Correct. we were <laughs> going to get married. I refused to take one, it, period. <laughs> right. So
1: like in that, don't... And we'll have a separate bathroom for that, Paulie, which is well, a privileged true. thing to say. I Or check that. Um, also, <laughs> what else was I going to say about that that is important? Yeah. Just moving in before.
0: Yeah. I just think it's funny how... Yeah. At tra- attraction. My mind went to shit
1: cloud and now I can't see anything I'm sorry. else. I really it's did. okay.
0: It's a good visual. It's a good, she's,
1: she ain't wrong, man. Nobody wants that. Um,
0: I do. I just think it's weird though that when I think of attraction, I think of it as fixed, you know, this is what I'm into. Mm-hmm. And I was intrigued to find out that might not be exactly right. Oh, it depends I- on what year. It's the, uh, and why I said,
1: oh, I know what this is in the beginning is because I have heard of this. I think, I don't know if my friend came up with this or this is actually a thing, but she called it the Clooney Cusack situation. What? So if you look at movies, especially in like the night, you know, early 2000s and 90s, whatever, that... It would cycle through there being a really powerful, handsome, like burly, like male lead that's like so sexy. And he's like dreamy and could get any, every guy wants to be him and every girl wants to be with him. And we would have those movies come out for a little bit. And then it's like, oh, we're tired of that. And then all of a sudden, John Cusack would come out. And he's like, the nerdy guy who's like soft and sensitive, but he 's going to do anything for you, and then we want that, and yeah. then it cycles through and' we're like oh we 're sick of that because he's like mm, you know we want that and then it goes back around and i 've also heard that women in their cycles are attracted to different kinds of men oh, yeah that's that you're true. attracted to bad boys when at one time with the scars and all that and the beard and da 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 da, and then you 're attracted to the nurturer who's going to be the caretaker and and be like you know, take care of you and your offspring at other times. I can't remember Isn't which is funny? which, but because we're all run by, do you remember that woman who was on the podcast a long time ago, who wrote the great book about motorcycle, riding a motorcycle yes. after menopause?
0: Yes. She Bernadette is freaking
1: dead. You're so good at remembering their names. That's <laughs> I, I love that it shows how much you respect their work. And Aww, that's just thanks. great that you do that. You're a wonderful human. Uh, <laughs> So that really just, and she's right. We are run by our hormones and we are like, who the hell are we until they're, they're out of there? And we, we're saw, different attractions. Come
0: on. I just saw a headline that said, am I my hormones? Yes. I didn't read the article, but now I wish I had because you're making the same point. Correct. And you can see it. This was my neuropsychology,
1: class one, day one, one of my favorite classes I ever took. Oh, she was so good. See, I can't even remember that professor's name right now. Oh, and she okay. was like my favorite one. Um, missed the final, still got an A. Just saying. <laughs> um, that's how well I did. Uh, so she told us about the roosters who had the, the little, like they had their... Uh, If you remove the testes from a rooster, he will stop crowing. His little waddle thing, like the little red thing that hangs down, that's like their... Basically like their dick in yeah. a way, or they're like, it basically, it's like their sex organ that's on display, I guess you could say, but that thing shrinks. And I'm not saying the pe- that I'm not in any way saying penis would shrink if you remove testes, but that happens. And <laughs> I just want to be very clear because people are going to be like, ah, uh, she doesn't know a thing, but no. So for roosters that goes away, they stop all of their male sexual behaviors and they're ba- essentially in rooster terms, a different personality. Yeah. And that's just because you took them away. So then you think about anybody who has hormone, you think of all the hormones in the food. I understand that they're different hormones, but yeah, anything yeah. that affects our, that, chemistry. that system, our chemistry, mm-hmm. me- medication we're taking, birth control. Like I've even heard that you are more attracted to people who are genetically closer to you while you're on birth control. Yeah. That's so weird. I know. <laughs> because it's really your brain saying, I wonder what that is. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah that's what i don't like it freaks me out because it feels like we're just God. at the mercy of our insides
1: i gotta have my friend john on here he's a specialist in like neuropsychology the guy is a, a walking textbook and he would just be able to answer every one of these questions we should
0: have him on speed dial and call no him, like, for every
1: real episode. i should be like john what is this
0: we don't and get it. they'll be it. like, oh, he
1: helped me write all my stuff for the lectures I do, talking about yeah. PTSD and everything. He helped me with that. Shout out to John, if he's Shout ever Shout out listening. to John.
0: Yeah. Uh, here's a freaky story to, fi- to wrap up the show. Ooh, yeah. This is one of my favorite episodes, Oh, my P.S. God. Sarah's I don't know why. I just love this one. I hope you guys do, too. Sarah suddenly has a eunuch fetish. So get out. Um, okay. <laughs> get out. Uh, there was a fella. You might have seen the headline. Who found in his mother's freezer a dead baby.
1: Oh, I did see this. Yes. Can you tell me more about this?
0: He reported it to the police and believes that this was uh, his sister that he didn't know he had. Who must have died either stillborn or, you know, very young. And the mom put it in the freezer. Oh, my God. Oh,
1: my God. Oh, my God. What would you do? If I found it. Yes. Instantly take her to the hospital and get her help instantly because this shows, because that's what I, oh my God, this breaks my heart because what this, this is, is an, I mean, we look at the person, you have to not just look at the action. You have to look at like where, like I said, everybody's doing, is just doing everything. They have like the. They're just trying the best they can. And this is a woman who clearly had something so devastating happen, had zero support, a no support system that could help. Nothing where she was like, okay, even could had definite hormone stuff going on where it triggered depression and postpartum and all this. And now she has that, that is an act of pure desperation and a dark sad moment and a woman who is probably severely dealing with stuff
0: when he had seen this white cardboard box in his mom's freezer his whole life
1: oh i was gonna and, say and what kind of person had like never cleans out their refrigerator their f- when
0: freezer. he said he thought it was like a cake topper or another right. like a memento that you put in there oh
1: this is heartbreaking
0: right and like she wasn't you- married was she Not that I know of. Yeah,
1: I could imagine she's, I know, and I would imagine she has hoarding tendencies. I can already see it.
0: Is your a 100%
1: has hoarding tendencies. Look this up. Oh, my God. I have to know.
0: Guaranteed. Do you think that the mom- I know I'm right. Did something terrible to the baby, though? No. Why?
1: I don't. I think it was stillborn, and I think she didn't know what to do, and I think the pain, the loss of that was so severe, and she couldn't- bring herself to ever getting rid of it because it would feel like really letting it go and she wasn't ready to do that and didn't have i this is in no way legal or right or okay but i think this definitely falls into severe mental uh uh distress and she was not acting on in in like a it's just and it became like then at what point do you there's never a time like once it gets so far what is a good time to to, to, to f- turn that in? Mm-hmm. When do you do that? You can never dispose of it because then that would be she'd have to revisit that yeah. pain all over again. Well, And she may even, or, <laughs> okay, I have another thing. Or. or there was something that she didn't, maybe she didn't tell anyone she was pregnant. Maybe something happened where she didn't take, maybe it was in, in no way like her fault because I can't, I don't want to ever say that, but she in some way feels responsible and then has to use this yeah. as a reminder and continuously punish herself for it be- And every time she looked in their freezer. Oh, I have he to know all about He said that like, he's looking this. back
0: on his life and he remembers a time when he was seven or eight when his mom was upset and all she told him was, my firstborn Jennifer would have been 21 years old today. Oh, and God. he believes the infant in the freezer could be Jennifer. If yes. so, that would mean the infant died about 50 years ago. So oh, sad geez. and crazy, yeah. Not as wow. crazy as a eunuch fetish, but I well, and both of those just come down to people who just didn't have.
1: You know, it really is why, like, we need to see other people and why people need connection because people need somebody to help them through that. Nobody can do this alone. It's yeah, too coping, hard. Coping, right? Coping, yeah. It's too hard, and we need to be able to support. You know, and not turn our back on these well, I believe. You just can't. You have to like reach out with open arms to the people who maybe are the most closed off. Because these just both stories. Oh God, that makes me want to cry.
0: Oh, that breaks my heart. Well, and I bet she was living a life that otherwise seemed, you know, unremarkable. I would also imagine
1: in a way that she she has a job, God in my mind, she has a job where she's like works at a daycare or like is like a child care like I can see her doing something where she's positioned herself around children. Oh, Lord. I can just see this. I don't know. That's my feeling. Who knows? But not because she wants to hurt them because she is so sad about what she didn't have or what she's lost and she's got to... That's my guess. Who knows?
0: Well, now that guy's got to deal with it because he's got to... Because now that'll change how he sees his whole life. Correct. Because it reframes your experiences.
1: It sure does.
0: But Woo. creepy, creepy. Anyway, yeah, that's all good for today. stories, Sus. One of your
1: favorites. A she said. plus, A- definitely A- worth five star review.
0: Yes, five star review. Don't forget to subscribe. We love you guys so much. Thank you so yes, much for listening. Until next time. Bye. Bye. podcast is brought to you by Wave podcast network check out all of our shows including the brain candy podcast i don't get it coffee convos and let's talk about it
2: you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours activities excursions and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable